Today we are here to talk about the three money models of success. You are here because you want to be filthy fucking rich. Hell yes to that. It is not only your birthright to be filthy fucking rich, but it is absolutely your responsibility. This is what money enables in your life. Freedom of time, freedom of choice, freedom of finances, freedom of, you know, all of the different amazing things. Cosmic Money, the podcast. The strategy and energetics of seven-figure business. Hello, hello, gorgeous beings, and welcome to today's Cosmic Money Podcast. I'm your host, Sky Hanley, um, and today we are here to talk about the three money models of success. Oh my God, hell yes to that. <laughs> now, let's be really clear, <laughs> all right? You're not here because you want to be broke. You wouldn't be listening to the Cosmic Money Podcast if, you know, if you were happy with bare minimum, just scraping by, barely even surviving kind of amounts of money. You are here because you want to be filthy fucking rich. Hell yes to that. Now, let's just clear something else up, seeing as we are here for Cosmic Money, right? You are allowed to be spiritual as fuck and bad banked as fuck too. Because let me tell you, the more wealth in the hands of good people means that the more good is going to happen in the world. All right. So it is not only your birthright to be filthy fucking rich, but it is absolutely your responsibility. Because if you are listening to this, let's just all assume that you are an amazing human being put here on this planet, a mission soul building, a missioned empire. All right. You are probably in some form of service industry or service business. You know, how fucking lucky are we? We get to, you know, go out there and help support and transform lives for a living. Fuck yes to that. Now, you are allowed to do that, you know, to help people in whatever your vehicle may be and get paid to do so as well. All righty. So now that we've cleared that up, <laughs> all right, and you now know and understand that it is actually your birthright and your responsibility to be rich as fuck, right? Because then you can go out there and you can help more people around the world. You can then, you know, not only support you, yourself, your own family, freedom, freedom of choice, freedom of lifestyle, freedom of finances, freedom of location, you know, but when you're so filthy rich, you're going to be able to go out there, as I already said, and help so many more people get into some philanthropy work. And to be honest with you, I truly believe, and this is a little side note that you're getting here today as well. I truly believe, you know, I love money. I love money and money loves me. I love money. Money loves me, right? And the more me I am, the more money I make. The more me I am, the more money I make. I love money and money loves me. It is so important that you get really fucking comfortable with money. In saying that, my little side note is that for me personally, what it is that actually money buys me is freedom of time. And if I have freedom of time, I can actually give back my greatest resource, which is in fact time. All right. So I am very big on philanthropic work. I am huge on volunteering. My partner and I, he, he is in rural fire service. I used to do, uh, you know, voluntary uh, St. John's ambulance. I'm actually currently studying to be a medic and things like that, because this is what money enables in your life. Freedom of time, freedom of choice, freedom of finances, freedom of, you know, all of the different amazing things. So as we talk about money today, I want you to think about one more little piece and then we're going to jump into the actual three money models to success. The last little piece that I want you to think about um, is money is actually everywhere. 
right? And we get very entitled and we get a little bit stuck in our, you know, in our, ooh, in our scarcity and in our entitlement. Like, don't get me wrong, you guys. I fucking want what I want and I want it now. Like I am, I am probably one of the worst humans for that. To be honest with you, that is one of my greatest, um, uh, you know, I wouldn't say weaknesses, but I have to very much catch myself because I'm constantly striving for the next thing. And while I'm constantly striving for the next thing, I forget to have one foot in gratitude. I'm actually really, really bad at that, you know, full disclosure. And so when we're thinking about money, we're often looking at our bank, you know, bank balances or our wallets or something like that, or the, our number of clients in business or whatever it might be. And we're like, and, and we're like oh my gosh, you know, like, you know, I, I want that next level. I want the million dollars. I want all these different things. You need to have one foot in gratitude and one foot in desire. All right. Otherwise you will always be chasing that next best, you know, most amazing thing. And you're never actually going to be grounded that, you know what, what you have right now, you of a few years ago could only fucking dream of, right? And so it is so important to have one foot in, you know, in gratitude and the other foot in desire. And that is my friendly reminder to self out loud as well, because seriously, money, in fact, is all around us. You know, I'm sitting here, you you know, if uh, you might be watching this. Hello, if you're watching me right now, you know, otherwise you're listening, right? I'm sitting here, I'm wearing a beautiful dress. That costs money. I've got some jewelry on that costs money. And although they might seem like luxuries, you know, the roof over my head, the food in my belly, all of these different things, the, the you know, microphone that I'm recording on right now, all of this is money. And so we can sit and choose to sit because it is a choice, choose to sit in our scarcity patterns and all of the bullshit and, you know, have and haves not and comparisons and all those different things, or we could actually sit here and realize that the frequency of money is all around us at all times, you know, and that we should be so grateful because if you're listening to this podcast, to be honest with you, you are probably, you know, this is a first world problem, right? And so, you know, if we can lighten the load a little bit, (laughs) you know, step out of so much expectation, understand that you are exactly where you are meant to be um, right now until you alchemize what it is that you need to alchemize at this level so that you can then move forward. You know, again, you could be six figures right now. Maybe you're trying to go multi six figures or maybe you're trying to go, you know, seven and eight. All right. And so it's all okay. And it's all divine. And money is all around you. And your worth as a human being on this planet is not weighed by the dollars in your bank account. All righty. Now, although that's my big impassioned speech for you right here, right now, we are here to talk about money, (laughs) you know? So let's actually talk about fuck yes amounts of money um, and how we can help to support, you know, making shit tons of it. All righty. So the first money model of success that I want to tell you is actually kind of more of a lie. This is the big lie that is out there at the moment that you are being told right now that is on repeat in the media and things like that. And the big lie is I've spent my life obsessed with the strategy and energetics of seven figure business. I've literally traveled the world trying to crack the code. And what I've found is that when you couple the pursuit of making massive amounts of money with the strategy and science of success, plus having a desire for significant impact and contribution, magic happens. That's why I created a free 21-day Next Level Vortex money mission magic. Hell yes to that. This 21-day Quantum Business Challenge is here to shift you into new timelines and realities. 21 days to quantum shift your impact, 
business and your bank account. These carefully crafted and channeled tools are the exact things I've used to create a life beyond my wildest dreams and I'm not done yet. If you're ready for incredible transformation now in all areas of your life, more money and financial freedom, freedom of time, freedom of lifestyle, freedom of choice, better, more connected relationships, greater levels of health, and simply calling in more magic into every single day, then these 21 days are going to blow your mind. 21 days of powerful universal, behavioral, and strategic tools to quantum shift your internal state so that you start to see massive changes in your external reality, bringing the metaphysical into the physical. Join the challenge now and get ready for the most powerful 21-day expansion to quantum shift your impact, business, bank account, and your life. Cosmic Money, the podcast, the strategy and energetics of seven-figure business. And the big lie is, is that right now the economy is bad. Oh, you know, the economy is bad. It's not a great time to be in business. You know, consumers, like uh, consumership is down and, you know, clients are pinching their pennies and there's a bit of uncertainty and things like that going on in the market. And while pieces of that might actually be true, as a whole, it really is just this big fear-mongering, excuse me, scarcity tactic that is, you know, that is being portrayed right now. Because if you actually look at, you know, the money sector, let's say, over like a hundred year period of time, it's actually very normal for there to be peaks and troughs along that entire geographic, you know, is geographic even the right word? Who knows? <laughs> All right. Um, time and space. So we're going with it, everyone. We're going with it. And so within any hundred year period, yeah, there are some of those peaks and troughs, you know, and we could maybe well be in a little bit of a trough right now, but it isn't as doom and gloom as, you know, as it's being made out to be. And why we know this is if we look back 100 years ago, when there was, in fact, a great depression, you know, like in and around the wars and, you know, all like think about what was happening then, like masses of people had been dying and industries such as, you know, weaponry and, you know, manufacturing and things like that were kind of booming still though, right? And so in terms of humanity, we kind of went into this big dip, you know, whereas there were industries that actually were booming throughout the Great Depression and thereafter. So if we look at that as a little bit of a litmus test to say, well, hey, even back then when all of this terrible stuff was happening around the world, there were still people out there making shit tons of money. And I'm not saying go into the weaponry business. And I'm just going to assume nobody listening to this podcast probably would be or is, right? But we can actually take some, uh, some solace in the fact that there is opportunity out there and there is opportunity out there right now. And to be an amazing entrepreneur, to be honest with you, one of the greatest characteristics that you could have is your adaptability. Now, I'm not saying go and blow up your entire business. What I want to teach you about right here is um, is the economy, is the marketplace, and what area in which you should be targeting right now. So what we know to be true, all right, in terms of the big lie, is that there are three positions, um, three main positions, all right, that we can actually be in within the marketplace. Now, there is the bottom of the market, all right? And what we know to be true about times of economic uncertainty is the bottom of the market drops out. Let me tell you as a, you know, as a business owner, as a philanthropist, as a, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, somebody who is in um, business acquisition as well. I've built out three amazing businesses of my own, right? Let me tell you, you do not want to be targeting the bottom of the market to begin with. 
All right. Some of you here right now may actually already be, you know, targeting the bottom of the market and you've never actually had it explained in these terms and you, you know, maybe you haven't realized until literally right now. Now, the characteristics of the bottom of the market might look like this. You find that your clients, you know, you find that maybe you're resenting your clients a little bit, that they're really tough work, whatever, you know, whatever industry you're in, they feel like they're really tough work. Their expectation is, you know, they expect an arm and a leg in your first born child. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, and, you know, they complain, they don't prioritize whatever it is that, you know, your business is in relation to, uh, you know, and all of those different things. They don't put their money where their mouth is. This is the nature of the bottom market. There is a reason that it is the bottom of the market, right? Now, if we take a step up, right? From the bottom of the market in times of, you know, economic uncertainty, the bottom of the market, as we said, it drops out. If we step up to the middle of the market, what happens in the middle of the market is sometimes, yes, in in times of economic uncertainty, the middle of the market can become a little bit unstable um, and unsure, and there can be a little bit of hesitation to buy. Absolutely, right? In times of great economic, uh, you know, expansion and things like that, normally, you know, the, the middle of the market is actually doing quite well. People have more dollars to invest, you know, time and energy and, you know, and obviously their dollars, you know, into amazing things. And so the middle of the market can actually be booming. But yes, when there is a little bit of economic uncertainty, the middle of the market, you know, like right now, after we've just had, you know, three years of a massive pandemic, right? The middle of the market just has a little bit of hesitation, you know, a little bit of like, oh, you know, unsure, feeling a little bit scared, you know, which is the right direction to go? Do I want to spend money on that? Whatever it is that you do, right? Whatever your business is, you could be a coach, you could have an e-commerce store, uh, you could be a restaurant, right? Like whatever it might be, people are a little bit like, oh, I don't know, should I go out there and spend that money on that thing or not? All right. Here's the kicker though. The top of the market is business as usual. The top of the market is business as usual, right? And so when we're actually looking at this big lie that the economy, it's, you know, it's all bad, it's wrong, it's like terrible, it's not working or or whatever it might be. The economy isn't bad. You're just targeting the wrong part of it. That's the problem, all right? And as a business, let me tell you, and as a business mentor, let me tell you, your job is not to target all areas of the market anyway. You are not here for everyone. You're not meant to be. Your product, your program, your thing, whatever it may be, it should be niched and it should be niched in a way that, you know, really specifically targets a particular kind of person. So why on earth, and you can hear how passionate I am about this, why on earth would we write it in? into our client avatar that our person is struggling for money. You know, you would never target the bottom of the market. And right now, as I said, some of you might accidentally be doing that. And there will be symptoms showing up in your daily life and in your business and perhaps even in your energetic space because you're feeling a little bit frustrated and you're wondering why are clients canceling? Why are they leaving? Why won't they buy? Why is everything feeling really hard? Because you're targeting low-end people and they simply don't prioritize the thing that it is that you have to offer. So if we were going to talk about soul client avatar, which is something we may do at some point in time, right? You know, we would never write into that soul client avatar that they don't prioritize the work that we do, that they have an amount of scarcity thinking, that they're hard to sell to, that they don't have the money to pay us. We would never do any of that. So you have to understand that the economy is not bad. You're just targeting the wrong part of it. 
all right? And what that means is that if you are able to find a way and figure out how to adapt what it is that you're doing right now and just speak up a little bit to a top market human being who could also utilize your business, your services, your product, your program, whatever it may be, you know, and we, we adapt it slightly like a good business human should, right? To target, you know, a little bit more of the upper echelons, then you're going to have an influx and flow of money, right? Because they're just running lives and their business as usual. They're absolutely able to do that. Alrighty, so the the economy isn't all wrong. You're just targeting the wrong part of it. That is money model number one. Alrighty, money model number two. Now, this one is by uh, Robert uh, Kiyosaki. I probably just um, pronounced that wrong. My apologies. Oh, my goodness. And this is called the cash flow quadrants. Alrighty. Now, what the cash flow quadrants tell us um, is a very particular thing about wealth. All right. All right. Hold these, (laughs) you know, hold these figures in your mind for a second. Let's hope that I get them right. (laughs) Okay. 5% of the world's wealth is in 95% of the population's hands. 5% of the world's wealth is in 95% of the population's hands. All right. Meaning 95% of the world's population, the greatest mass of humanity actually only holds 5% of the world's wealth right? That's crazy. And so if we look at where 95% of the world's wealth is, it sits in the hands of 5% of the population, right? 95% of the world's wealth is in 5% of the population. That's crazy. But if we are, as we are, (laughs) you know, business humans, it's our job to understand that because it's like, okay, well then the big question is, how do I become part of that top 5%? Now, here's the thing, if you're already in, you know, something like, uh, uh, you know, the first world, let's face it. If you're, you know, if you're Canada, Australia, England, US, something like that, you are probably already within the top 3% of the world's population. But at the end of the day, you want to make more money and I want to help you make it. All right, let's be filthy fucking rich together. <laughs> All righty. So what we know to be true is that 95% of the population is in fact employees and or employees of their own business, like self-employed. All right. Now, what that means is that uh, that you are, in fact, you know, working not only on your business, but in your business, you're probably doing a lot of the service stuff. You might not even be paying yourself. You're probably still a sole trader or something like that. And some of you, again, listening to this right now may actually be in that boat. All right. Now, five percent of the world's population are, in fact, entrepreneurs and business owners, as well as investors. All right. And there is a difference in owning your own business and being self-employed by it or a sole trader and or, you know, being an entrepreneur and business owner. All right. An entrepreneur and business owner absolutely, you know, picks up their CEO crown, dusts that motherfucker off, you know, puts it on their heads and they keep going with resilience and resourcefulness. You're making decisions at an operational organizational level. So it is very different. You know, potentially you would bring on um, team because let me tell you, scalability and growth absolutely depends on your ability to, uh, you know, to duplicate and to leverage time. Right. So you need team to be able to do that. Okay. And then there's investing. 
Um, and we actually uh, have an episode coming up. If you're watching these in order, we have an episode coming up um, uh, with the amazing Lloyd, who is going to take us through, uh, you know, investments and all of those amazing things. His, uh, you know, his uh, area of, you know, crazy genius. So I'm super excited about that. But for right now, we're going to hang out in the entrepreneur, business owner, organizational, operational, CEO um, vicinity. All right. So 95% of the population owning 5% of the world's wealth are self-employed and or employees, all right? They are not making, fuck yes, you know, um, next level dream life amounts of money. So we need to figure out how to get you, you know, if that's where you are, out of that, you know, self-employed kind of mindset, wearing all of the hats, doing all of the things, right? And step you into something more CEO, managerial, you know, director, like with team, scalability, growth, expansion, leverage, all of those different things so that you too can then then be part of the 5% who owns 95% of the world's wealth. Gorgeous being, it is truly my honor to have you here joining me on this co-created adventure through the strategy and energetics of Seven Figure Business. However it is that you landed here, whether we know each other personally or professionally, whether a friend shared this podcast with you as they thought you might get something out of it, or whether you stumbled across me by sheer accident or divine intervention. I want to thank you for being here and I want to ask you a little favor. It is my joy to do what it is that I do every single day. And so if you have received anything here, a piece of magic, a strategy, a mindset shift, something that has transformed you in some way, I ask that you share this podcast with others so that together we can transform the world for the better. One business, one human, one frequency, and one podcast at a time. Cosmic Money, the podcast. The strategy and energetics of seven-figure business. Money model number three on your way to success. This one really ties into what we were just talking about, all right? So how do we become part of that top 5%, all right? Now, this is the law of compensation um, by Bob Proctor. If you see me, if you're watching this, um, if you're watching this in real time, then you might see me glancing around. It's because I have to remember three things and I generally can't remember past the number two. So (laughs) you just bear with me for a second. So the law of compensation says the amount of money you earn will always be in exact proportion to these three things. And I'm going to give you the three things right now. So the first one is the amount of money you earn will always be in exact proportion to the need for what it is that you do. Okay, now there could be a rocket scientist, all right, and there could be a nurse. Now, the rocket scientist, she, uh, you know, there is absolutely a need for what it is that she does, right? Like that is a very particular need, yes, you know, and she's going to make, you know, epic amounts of money in relation to like that, uh, you know, that job role, right? Because there is a need for us, you know, on this planet, right? It's arguably (laughs) to... um, Uh, there is a need for what it is that she's doing. Now, if we look at a male nurse, you know, is there a need for us to have, you know, a nurse? Absolutely. There is a need for what it is that he does. So that can't be the thing because as we said, the law of compensation says the amount of money you will um, make is in exact proportion to these three things. All right. And yet when we weigh them up, there is absolutely a need for a rocket scientist and there is absolutely a need for a nurse. And yet those two job roles don't seem to get paid the same amount. So let's see what else is available to us to understand. So the second point of the law of compensation, the amount of money you earn will always be in exact proportion to your ability to do the job. 
all right, your ability to do the job. Now, this amazing, you know, rocket scientist, she studied for years, you know, she's super intelligent, like she's amazing, like absolutely, you know, like is um, is her ability to do her job, like, you know, top notch. She could be the best rocket scientist in the world. So yes, absolutely, best rocket scientist, no drama, you know, absolutely her ability to do the job, second to none. All right. And then we look at the nurse and we're like, okay, like he's also really amazing at his job. Like he is second to none. He's studied, he's done, you know, really amazing things, you know, like um, he's super caring and all this kind of stuff. So again, we see the law of compensation says the amount of money you earn will always be in exact proportion to the need for what you do. And both of these things, there's a need for a rocket scientist and there's a need for a nurse, you know, and your ability to do those job roles, right? And yes, you know, you could have an amazing rocket scientist, you could have an amazing nurse. So it can't be that either. All right. So the final law of compensation says the amount of money you earn will always be in exact proportion to the difficulty there is in replacing you. The difficulty there is in replacing you. Now, would you agree that if you have a rocket scientist who is at, you know, the absolute prime of their game, do you think it would actually be quite difficult? Like how many rocket scientists, you know, like are out there? Maybe not that many, right? But then if we look at the nurse, you know, how easy is it to replace nurses? I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Some people might argue that, you know, they're, um, that it's quite easy right? Um, uh, or that it's quite difficult, excuse me, it's quite difficult to replace, um, you know, nurses or something like that. But the thing is, there are actually quite a lot of nurses out there. And there are often, you know, quite a lot of people going into nursing, and you know, in different frameworks, different kinds of nurses, stuff like that, right? So the law of compensation says the amount of money you will earn will always be in exact proportion to these three things, the need for what you do, your ability to do that job, and then the difficulty for which it is to replace you. So what does the law of compensation actually teach us? The law of compensation teaches us that in fact, you need to become irreplaceable. All right. In whatever it is that you do, you are, you know, you could be a business owner. You might be a coach of some kind. You could have an e-commerce store. You could have a restaurant. I don't mind, you know, whatever your vehicle is, right? You've landed here for a reason. And you have to understand that there needs to be a need for what you do because you need to be marketable, you know, to ensure that you have long-term scalability and growth, that you need to be able to do it with integrity and and at a particular um, level of ability, you know, to ensure your long-term scalability and growth. But in fact, that if you want a differentiator um, as to, you know, why it is that you're going to be successful and how much you are actually then able to charge, you know, for your product or service, then it needs to be difficult to be able to replace what it is that you actually do. So if you want to get paid more money, then you need to become irreplaceable. All right. And so they're the three money models of success. The big lie that the economy, you know, is bad and the economy isn't bad. The thing is, you're just targeting the wrong part of it. And so if you want to make more money, then you need to find a way to upmarket, you know, to the top people who are already business as usual and have the money to spend and are more than happy to do so. The um, 
The second uh, money model of success uh, is the cash flow quadrants, which says that we need to become part of the top five, uh, excuse me, um, the top 5%, yes, of the population who own 95% of the world's wealth. Hell yes to that. And one of the ways, as we learn in money model number three, that we are able to do that is having an understanding of the three laws of compensation saying, you know, as a whole, that we need to become irreplaceable, regardless of what your, you know, flavor is, regardless of your vehicle, you need to be irreplaceable out there in the marketplace.